All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson, Punk's Opinion. Obviously, some huge news dropped today. Uh, TJ Dillashaw relinquishes his um, Bantamweight. Bantamweight? Yeah. Bantam, I keep thinking, I don't know. Yeah, I keep thinking Featherweight. I don't know why. Relinquishes his Bantamweight title, and wow. Wow. Right? I mean, we're all thinking, wow. I mean, that's what I was thinking when I read. I was like, I was up at like 630, and all of a sudden, boom, it flashed off at, you know, when I was going through some uh, social media stuff at like 6.37 in the morning. It flashed off on me, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. And the thing is, he goes from he, he goes from fighting for, for, he goes from fighting for trying to be the champ champ, you know, at 125, 135, and then all of a sudden now he's not a champ at all. And we're talking months apart from January. I believe they fought in January, January till now. I mean, so many things must be going through his head as well as people that know him. And, I mean, everything. I mean, I want people to understand just what these kind of things, what kind of consequences these things have. Everyone's like, oh, he got suspended for a year, and that's it. But the other thing that you guys have to remember, he may he's probably going to lose maybe Monster Energy Drink. He'll probably lose whatever other sponsors he has, you know, uh, whether it's Virus or any other company. I mean, like, these are things that people should be prepared for, um, or, or he needs to be prepared for. These companies may or may not stand by him during this whole deal. But I want to I wanna kind of bring this to your guys' attention. It seemed, even though he... There's a bunch of things I want to talk about. That's why I'm like flashing around right now. But even though he relinquished the belt, people are saying that it's an automatic admittance of guilt. Uh, of guilt, I would I would probably have to tend to agree with them. But on top of not just that, I'm trying to put it into perspective. I'm trying to put it in into ways of just that it's. Dave, what am I trying to say here, producer Dave? Is that he, people were saying that he did it and that's respectful that he did it because he knew he was going to be out for a year because Nevada State Athletic Commission suspended for a year. USADA suspended for a year. They knew he'd be out for at least a year. He doesn't want to hold up the division and that's very noble of him. But I'm, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon yet and say that it's for steroids. I'm going to say that it's for something a little bit more, a little bit more, that, that, that needs more maintenance than that. I'm going to say it's for blood doping or it's for, um, for, uh, what's the other one called for, um, geez, man, I'm like totally drawing a blank. I've been, I've been thinking about it all day too. You know, it's basically like if you're blood doping, that takes a lot of maintenance. You're doing a lot of work to have your blood drawn to have your blood re-injected. You're watching your... I'm not saying that this is what he had tested for, but for someone to give up their title, you've seen guys like John Jones continuously say that he was innocent. All these guys, every time someone tests, they're like, you know, or they, they generally try to be quiet about it, but he decided to give up his title. I feel like there was something there that made him think like, hey, either he struck a deal with them and said, I'll just go ahead and step out. You know, we're going to get this thing figured out. And when I come back, I'll have, you know, one fight. And I want to fight for the title again right away. Basically, they honored something like that for John Jones. You know? Um, <clears throat> but um, I, I feel like it's something It's something more than that. It's it's. I think it, there's something there. In my mind, I'm thinking that it's, a, it's, it's not a steroid. It's not as easy as like... Oh, he took test or oh, he took he tested positive for this or that. I think it has something to do with. I feel like it's something to do with. There was he knows that there was maintenance involved. EPO, that's the one I'm looking for. He probably was taking some sort of he was doing some sort of EPO or he was doing some sort of growth hormone that that maintains a lot of like. There's a lot of maintenance that goes along with it. A lot of um. A lot of little small details. You have to watch yourself when you do like blood doping and those type of things. Now, I'm not saying that's what he did because we don't know yet. And I'm only speaking on this is because I feel like someone that steps away from their title that they had worked so hard for and he's been there, done that kind of thing. I feel like I, I, I think it's good that he's he kind of has always been kind of a company guy, wanted to do more for the company. I get that part. And he didn't want to be what what like some of the other guys were 
have been, where they're holding up the division for the longest time. It wasn't fair. I just I think that there's something. That obviously, there's gonna be there's gonna be more said about this whole deal, but I think there's something more to it, and something that is that people are gonna be like, oh shit, that like though that lets you know that he put a lot of time and effort into into cheating. And I hope it's not true. I truly hope it's not. We just had uh, Dwayne Ludwig on just as of recently, like a couple of weeks back, and probably a little bit over a month ago. And it's just like the confidence that just was going through his mind, you know, and feeling good about it all and things like that. I mean, and here's the other thing. When I want everyone to understand this. When a fighter does something like this, you're affecting everyone you train with. And I'm not saying that I'm not, if they're spending for a year, there's something there. You know, there's some, I don't know what it is yet. No one knows what it is, but there's some, they, 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 they found something, you know, whether, whether it was a dick pill or whether it was, I mean, you get less for cocaine. So, I mean, like, you know, but there was something there. And so when we're taught, when I'm having this conversation, it's affecting like whether when he cut, when he does come back, he may lose his sponsors, which I've already mentioned, but, Sam Calavita may not want to work with them anymore. Um, he works with um, top guys, other guys. And those guys have got to be getting nervous. They're thinking to themselves like, man, like you're, we are a tight-knit family. You've got Cub Swanson. You've got uh, Juan Archuleta. You've got Michael Chandler. You've got other guys Aaron Pico, right? and Aaron Pico. And you've got other guys they all work with. And... It's a, it's a, I, I, I know fighters can keep secrets and I know fighters are, you know, but you know, people are going to start speculating now. They're going to start speculating like crazy. I had already seen some stuff on one of the social media platforms from uh, Patricio Pitbull, who is fighting Michael Chandler. He has also come out and he's already like pointed out the fact that the two of them train together. There's speculations going on already. People are, you know, I mean. It's a matter of time before people start speculating that, you know, Sam Calavita had some things to do with this. Exactly that picture right there. And they're going to start speculating that, you know, that all these other guys are on it as well. It's, you got, I guess, it's it's gotten to the point in this sport where with the John Jones thing and the testing being so good that people are just going to start being just skeptical about everyone now when when people turn around and go and they're all going to end up saying what the what the Diaz brothers said they're all on steroids and this is what's and this like you got to think about it. he's he's the champ he's I know that the champions get tested more than the just the normal everyday fighters the champs get tested a little bit more than the rest of the fighters and that that already lets you know he's he was a champ before, then he wasn't the champ, and now he's back to being the champ. There's there's gonna be there's gonna be even though the year long is a, a year long when he's lost his title, but I wanna I wanna remind everyone what I talked about what it was like a week or two ago. For someone to relinquish their belt, the the amount of money that comes with that from being the champ and not being the champ in your contract from pay-per-view numbers to viewership numbers to sponsorship from monster to like Reebok. I mean, even though Reebok doesn't pay shit, but to be the champ, you get paid almost double what all the other guys get paid. They would take it from him anyway. What's that? They would have took it from him anyway, surely he's out for a year. It's not like you, it's not like him relinquishing no, it. No, no, no. But I'm saying though, is no, when he comes back, he may not get that. He's not going to get the title money. So, like, when he fights again, he's not getting that title money. What I mean by title money is, like, the Reebok title money is more. Okay. okay. And the monster, I don't know if the monster money is more, but he probably won't have that monster. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But he may not have that monster sponsorship anymore now. I believe all the champions get it, but I don't. Maybe he, maybe he won't get it now. So, there's two. Now, I mean... There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. I mean, the, the repercussions with his trainers, if his trainers didn't know, and now you're making them kind of look like this, if this is all true, you know? But, I mean, if you saw us suspending you for a year, you know, and Nevada, or not Nevada, but New York State Athletic Commission suspending you for a year, the two of them know about it. They communicated. Something is there. I mean, realistically, there's no, there's no <laughs> popped information on exactly what it was for, but... 
I got to tip my hat to him a little bit on the fact that, you know, he's not holding up the division. That's one. But I'm not going to get too carried away with like, oh, it was a noble thing to do if he was cheating. And if they suspended him, somewhere in there, he must have been cheating with something. Now, people, when we talk about dick pills, dick pills is used basically as like a masking agent to basically say that you were on dick pills instead of instead of um, using steroids. Mm. They use those to mask the fact that they're using testosterone or, you know, whatever, whatever uh, steroid they're on if they're using steroids. Now... But my thought process is is for someone to release for someone to relinquish their title um, and to step away for it completely and be like, hey, I'm going to take this like a man. And, you know, for my year long suspension, I mean, he's losing a lot. He's losing those. You know, he's losing the championship money, which I would say is <clears throat> significant because overall he's a big deal. He's a big draw. I mean, TJ with his fight with Cejudo, doing the things that he did to get his weight down, to get down there to fight Henderson. Sure, he didn't have a great performance, but look, the things that he did to get there shows his determination. But when people say like, oh, hey, all the things he did to show his determination, I want people to understand that he's so determined that if this, for USADA to, to suspend him, he was so determined that it cost him a year of doing something that he really loves doing. He loves training. He loves fighting. Like all those things. It's cost him a whole year of his career. I And I would say, how old is he? 32? Uh, Maybe 33? No, I think he's... 33. Older? He's 33. 33? 33. I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he's losing a year, a year of his prime. I mean, realistically, that 33 to 34 is that threshold of losing your prime. <clears throat> and he's losing it at the, at the most important time, I believe, because this is... You know, for him to redeem that loss against Henry Sudo, he will not be the same fighter uh, when he comes back. I mean, I'm just concerned of what it will be. <clears throat> now, everyone wants to talk about like, hey, I want to just like with the with the Cody Garbrandt send his message, and it was a it was a picture of a frog and some coffee. And for those of you guys that don't understand that, I have no idea how you don't understand that. It's the meme with Kermit the Frog sipping the coffee, saying this is none of my business. That's what it meant. Just so everyone knows, because everyone's like, what does the coffee mean? Why is there a frog? And I'm like, you guys don't get it? Kermit they don't the frog. know the Kermit the Frog meme? Who doesn't know I, that? If you go through, like, basically when I posted it on my thing, there's probably like 50, 60 messages of people just saying, what does the frog have to do with coffee? And what does that have to do? It's actually tea, but whatever. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of things that we can sit here and speculate. I mean, realistically, let's talk about the actual the aftermath of all this. The aftermath is who who fights for the title now. So interestingly Ma yeah. enough, BJ Penn has three options. Oh, BJ Penn has three options. It's gonna be Marlon Moraes for sure versus Pedro Munoz. Pedro what Munoz. Was that? that was the TV, was it? Yeah. What the heck? It was the video that was about to play. I believe. Oh, okay. okay. You clicked on it. Yeah, uh, I, I, for me, I would like to see Marlon Moraes and Henry Cejudo. That would be the fight I'd want to see. Henry, perfect, perfect. You know, I don't want to see Marlon Moraes and Aljamain Sterling too, and I don't want to see Asan Sal and him too. Marlon Moraes and and Pedro Munoz, I could see that. That could be a good fight. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing that. You know, not bad. I mean, th those are. I mean, for me, I feel like the the Henry Cejudo fight. Would be the best available option for that uh, for that position. I think Henry's definitely earned it against uh, his fight against TJ. Um, you know, and and honestly, for me, it's always going to be Dominic Cruz should always be in that mix. I would love to see him up in there, but I don't know how many how many more fights he has left in him. I'd like to see him get a fight. I don't know if Marlon Moraes is the guy for him to do that against. You know, um, but I, I think he's going to be for sure the guy that they're going to try to fight. Um, Man, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about this whole topic with him. You know, there was something about it. Let me read the, read up on this. <clears throat> this is Usada's statement. So read me a Usada's statement. Uh, in light of Mr. Dillashaw's social media post this morning, we can confirm that an that an in competition test conducted by Usada on January 18, twenty nineteen, resulted in an adverse analytical finding. In this instance, we are able to confirm the finding due to Mr. Dillashaw's public statement. The presumption of innocence under the rules is a vital part of an effective anti-doping program, and it's only fair that Mr. Dillashaw be allowed due process before any conclusions are drawn. 
I think realistically, like had he not come out and announced it, they wouldn't have spoke on it at all until he was available, <clears throat> until he was willing to talk about it. Um, I thought um, it leaves the door wide open for somebody else to step in there. There's going to be consequences basically with his trainers, I believe. I mean, who knows if Sam Calavita is going to uh, want to work with them anymore. So that'll change. I think you're tarnishing your reputation. There's plenty of people that didn't want to work with Victor Conte. I was one of the guys that did work with him after he got in trouble and busted. But only because I had had a long sit down and talk and conversation with him. And the conversation was <clears throat> that I basically there was no conversation of steroids. I don't want anything to do with it. He's like, look, I can't by law talk about it. If I do, then, you know, this whole ordeal could fall apart. And I'm like, all right, well, then I'm fine with working with you. And I think that in this situation here, <clears throat> you know, Sam Calavita is going to, I think he's going to have to have a nice little long conversation with them and, and the discussion with them. There's no doubt it's the TV. It's that video. Oh, is it? Yeah. What the heck? It's the other video, Diana. What the heck? That's you, man. Producer Dave having problems with Google. <laughs> Funny, he never has any problems with Pornhub. But you, you were you were gonna touch on because you told me earlier about how, um, uh, you know, if this comes back as like a, um, like PEDs or whatever, like how it affects Cody <clears throat> with the knockout. Yes, that's what I wanted. That's yeah. what, that was the statement that I want. This is so. Look. We go back because we when I read through all the statements. When I read through all the statements in there, and after I had posted, I had posted, you know, Cody Garbrandt's response, and his response was the frog with the with the coffee. And everyone, if you actually go through my my at the real punk um, feed or Sammy and the Punk's feed on IG, people are on there just hating on him. They're like, oh, he's just salary loss. Oh, he's just this. But you guys have to remember. They're like, it didn't stop him from getting punched and knocked out. The thing is, somebody who's on steroids, <clears throat> do they have more power? Isn't that what it's supposed to give you? Baseball players get more power. That's how they hit home runs, right? It's okay because they're not punching people in the face. They're just hitting the ball out of the park. These guys were all on steroids. They were all on steroids doing this, hitting the ball out of the park. But now... <clears throat> People are making excuses. I'm not saying, look, he's obviously suspended for something. He test pods for something. Could be cocaine. Who knows? You know, but I'm simply saying that all these things, <clears throat> during this time, he he's beat, he's not only beat, but knocked out Cody Garbrandt. Now Cody's been knocked out again by Pedro Munoz. You guys can tell me Cody was on an all-time high as the champion, beating Dominic Cruz, riding fight win streaks, doing all these things. Fights TJ Dillashaw, who now it's being suspected of, of cheating. You're going to tell me that if Cody doesn't win another fight from here on out and he lost to somebody, he lost the title to someone what, who was could potentially have been cheating, that changes the outlook of his career for the rest of his life. <clears throat> I mean, Cody's already come out and said, he came out in the, pre in the presser a long time ago when they were supposed to fight, I believe the first time, about how TJ showed or taught or whatever everybody at Alpha Male on how to use. That being said, now you're, tell you're telling me you're he fought a guy who knocked him out. Would that same guy have had enough power had he not been on juice? Had he not been on steroids? Had he not, whatever it is he got, he tested positive for. If it's some sort of PED, if, if, we're saying if, it could be dick pills, could be cocaine, could be marijuana, could be, could be something else. If it's for marijuana, we're all going to go, fuck all this for what? Marijuana? Why'd you let your belt go? It's fucking legal in, I don't know how many states now. What the fuck? So I would imagine it has to be something more. You know, and all that being said, you, if it is PEDs, I'm just saying, if it is PEDs, you guys, he took the title from Cody Garbrandt being on, potentially being on PEDs and then fought him again the second time and knocked him out again, potentially on P PEDs. I just, I don't know, man. You could, like, and then Cody goes out and loses to Pedro Munoz. 
his chin's dented, man. It could be dented. It, we could never see the same Cody that we saw before he fought him. That right there is the reason why. If this is all, if this, I'm just simply saying if. I'm saying if, because we don't know what it is yet. But I'm saying this has an actual effect on somebody's career. And everyone's like, oh, well, Cody's just sour. Cody's, because, oh, he got hit with the shot. That, that, PEDs give you, they make you stronger. And he got knocked out <clears throat> by okay. a punch. If you see Rafael Sansao's <clears throat> tweet as well, he says, Mr. Faber himself told me in person once that his former teammate abuses from substances and, of course, other members that we know as well. So it's interesting that Faber and Cody are both saying that about TJ. Yeah. I mean, look. And now he's hanging out with Chandler, you know? <laughs> look, I, I, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Faber and Cody, I think, are still good buddies, right? Yeah, they're in yeah. the same team. Yeah, and the two of them, the two of them obviously don't like TJ. Yeah. You know, now so I'm not gonna hold too much I'm not gonna hold too much <clears throat> too much weight on that, on that whole issue. You know, obviously they don't like him and but they told uh Sun Sao the same thing. I mean, but that's two people that don't like somebody. So I mean, like you hear trash talk all the time or you hear bad talk about people all the time, and that, it is what it is. That's like a that's a spat between two guys and or three guys or a team and I'm not gonna go there. I'm simply saying that the fact is that Cody's career could have been changed because of something because of this. And to think that and to think that he if he tested positive for if it is PEDs, if he does te if he did test positive this time for this, who's to say he wasn't using it in the most likely situation of when he wanted to beat his old teammate and did not want to lose to him. How important is it to say like, hey, to know that like there's no way I want to let that fucking guy beat me. That guy, that old team member, the one I used to train with all the time, the one I used to spar with, the one that him and I have the most beef that he wasn't using then. It would be it'd be stupid to think that he didn't use it then if he was getting away with it. Thought he was going to get away with this time. Testing, now we found out with John Jones, is all the way down to the littlest of things. <clears throat> what what does it do for like your weight and stuff though like that like, like well that I, I, stuff? there's different stuff that you can take you know there's different stuff that puts weight on you there's different stuff that makes you stronger there's different stuff that help your joints and ligaments and also makes you stronger there's there's different i mean like you can take from growth hormone to testosterone to different types of other steroids i, I don't know you know but i'm saying like there's di different steroids have different effects you know but look for me <clears throat> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go as far to say that I, like I said, I've already said earlier that I actually think this is something I think a little bit more. I think there was some sort of for conditioning and cardio and overall fitness to be able to go the distance, to be able to push the pace, to be able to do those things. I feel like it's, I feel like it's something to do with some sort of blood doping or EPO or something along to do with cardio and something that takes a lot of, a lot of work. To maintain and to keep going throughout the throughout a camp, you know, and I think that's why. I mean, I'm just simply just speculating. Um, it's interesting. It will be interesting to see if USADA comes out or uh, New York Athletic Commission comes out and says exactly what it was for. I think it'll eventually come out. Um. Who knows, man? I, I just, I feel like I want to, I want to make sure that I reiterate how important it is to understand <clears throat> Cody Garbrandt is not being, he's not being bitter. He's just simply saying that when he did the whole coffee and the frog thing, he's, it's none of my business, but I, he was right. If it, if it is for PEDs, he was right. He was right back then. And how long has he been cheating? Did he beat, um, did he beat Hannah Burrell when he was cheating? Did he did he beat these guys when he was cheating? Who knows? Did he win his title legitimately? There's so many questions now that are answered. They need to be answered. These are all things that, like, I don't think a fighter understands. You're ruining a fighter. Uh, you're ruining a, uh, a. You're ruining your coach. You're ruining your fitness trainer, especially your fitness guy, because 
there's almost always speculation with whoever runs your endurance or your uh, track workouts, your uh, strength and conditioning, all those things. If there's somebody in there that does it, and they're and they're um, and that your fighter ends up being popped, it, it falls back on the trainer. But don't you think is if it's <clears throat> if it is deliberate? Don't you think it makes more sense that he would do it deliberately this time for this big fight versus like all the prior times? I don't know which. Well, I don't because know what. He's not been popped ever. But previously. what would have been a bigger fight than him and Cody? To him, what was more important to him? <clears throat> I could see Cody and the champ champ thing being just as big. The two of those things, but one is strictly ego and reputation. Yeah, and reputation, like not wanting to lose to the former teammate and all the guys at that gym, just not wanting to be stamped with that whole ordeal, you know. And then the other was to set history, to make history, to be the champ champ. It really, it really. I'm not questioning his dedication to the sport. You could see what he what he's done for him to put in that amount of work and for him to do the things that he has done. But he dedicated it. He dedicated himself so much to it that it sounds like he was willing to cheat. That it cost him, you know, a year of his prime in his life. That's what people don't get. That these guys are so not just not just him. <clears throat> guys that cheat. Guy, baseball players that want to hit home runs. They want to do these things because it set it, they potentially sets them up to to live in history forever, like to be in the record books, to do these things. That's what they want. That means that they are so dedicated to their sport, so dedicated to like building them themselves to be a star that that they're willing to do this, you know. And it's it's sad, it's unfortunate because he can do it because he can do it. He could probably could have done it without it. That's the thing. He probably could have done it without it. But we're going to figure out more as the day or the next two days goes by or three days. I imagine by Friday, I think by Friday or by Saturday, we'll probably know a lot more than we're going to know by today. But, um, you know, it's it's crazy how all these things for years, I mean, for you know, since the very first Cody fight, how <clears throat> all these things kind of came up but there was nothing really there was nothing ever really to prove it because he had never failed a drug test but now he has it sounds like he has or, he's, or at least USADA has put him on suspension and uh, we're going to find out I think when we find out we can all have a real legit conversation about it but I feel like there's something there's something more to it for this to happen the way it happened for him to give up his title and for him to walk away and you know, uh, if it was a tainted supplement, no, he wouldn't have walked away. There's no way he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done that. He would have came out and said, "Hey, I'm gonna." <clears throat> I think he would have came out and said, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contest this." You know, I'm gonna check my supplements and see. But I mean, I've seen I've seen people posting that hey, he posts videos of when he's what supplements he's taking, and these are the supplements he's taking. So we're gonna find out if there was a tainted supplement in there. But I don't believe that somebody like him would relinquish his title knowing that it was just a tainted supplement or maybe potentially it'd be a tainted supplement. So there has to be more of the story, which we're going to find out in the next couple of days, obviously. Um, next, the next big news. I mean, for me anyways, the next big news is yes, there you go. Luke Rockhold and Jan Blackowicz. to me, huge fight. Let me pull up his, Oh, he lost to Santos. That's what I knew it. Someone said he lost to what's his name? Uh, Materna or whatever his name was And I was like who the hell is that Anyways Let's go back through this Luke and I talked about this Didn't I talk about this the other day with Sammy Sammy and I talked about this Talks about Luke going up right And yeah. how you, that's not a good idea No I don't think that it's not a good idea I just think that I wouldn't expect him It's going to be a lot I shouldn't say I wouldn't expect him to It's going to be a lot harder for him to have success At, at 205 than it would have been at 185 At 185 he was the bigger guy, 6'2", 6'3". I would say he's 6'3", 185 pounds. I mean, <clears throat> long, lanky, you know, good kicks, good stand-up, good wrestling, good jiu-jitsu. Like, Luke is the full package, you know. Um, he's had some really shitty losses, you know, but it is what it is. Didn't, yeah, 
I mean, it is what it is, man. Like he's had, didn't he lose another one after Yoel Romero? No, I thought he did. That was his last fight last year, right? Last February. Hmm. I thought he had one more after Yoel. No, I think that was his last fight. Yeah, he had. I know his shin was all fucked up. Seems like the kind of guy that kind of goes into hiding for a long time after he, after a loss. Because when he lost to Bisping and didn't fight for a year, and then yeah, Yoel, he's not fought for a year now, right? A year yeah. last month. Anyways, Blackowitz had a great fight. Was having a good fight up to with Santos, who is now fighting John Jones for the next title shot. Had a good fight. He was, I thought he was doing pretty damn well. Him and Santos were having a good fight back and forth. I believe during that fight, when we were watching him fight, I had Blackowitz slightly ahead against Santos, but not by much. Um, and he ended up getting clipped in the end and losing the fight. So, um, look, 6-2. 205, 63, 185 is the difference. But physical difference, size-wise, like as in like physically muscular-wise, my edge honestly is gonna go, is gonna my edge and the physical size-wise is gonna go to Blackowitz. He's used to dealing with bigger, stronger people. You know what I mean? Luke coming up first fight. Tough fight for him. Luke needs to make sure that he works on his wrestling. If he can get Blackwicks down, I think I don't have a problem. Luke on the fucking ground is nasty, dude. People don't get how good he is on the ground. Just very unorthodox. Things that he can do. He he has a very like almost like like kind of high school slash college wrestling type jujitsu mixed in with like length and dexterity. And he is strong. There's no doubt about whether he's strong or not. It just has to do with he's. It's the size. The size gets me, I think, because the other guys are used to dealing with that actual physical size. The The guys at 205, their body frame may not be... They're going to they're gonna carry the weight a little bit more. They've been fighting at that weight class for a little bit longer. They're going to carry the weight, and they're going to hold the weight a little bit better than Luke is his first fight. So that this first fight... What I do like about this first fight, though, is it catapults him right into that conversation because I believe Blackwoods is number five or six or something like that. I want to say he's ranked number five or number six. Might even be lower than that. Six. No, okay, number six, yeah. So he's ranked number five. He's ranked number six. <clears throat> I would have actually really have rather seen Luke and Anthony Smith, just personally. I thought that would have been a great fight. Um, Santos is going to have a great fight against, I believe, John Jones. Um, I don't think it's going to go his way, but I think if anyone out of that top five guys can beat him, it's going to be him. I don't. I, we just saw that Anthony Smith doesn't have a chance. After watching Dominic Reyes last week, not a chance in the world. Um, Tiago or Santos has a chance. Gus, it's gonna have. It's gonna be a while before he fights John Jones again, and there's no one else in there. I thought Ozdemir beat um, Dominic Reyes. Blackwitz would be the next thing. Rockhold will be in that mix. Other than that, that division is it's wiped out, man. That division. Do you think is wiped Luke out. hurt himself by taking a number six ranked fighter versus no. trying to fight Gus or something? No, because Santos is number three. So if he beats if he beats uh Blackowitz and then Santos loses, that puts him already above Dominic Cruz and Gus. I think he Dominic may end Cruz. up having to fight Gus. Huh? Dominic Cruz? No, sorry, Dominic uh, Reyes. So I, I think if he beats Blackowitz, which I think I think he will, but he needs to get the fight to the ground or he needs to keep him pressed to the fence or he needs to like work on his jujitsu to get that fight. <clears throat> he can stand with them. I'm not saying he shouldn't stand with them. I'm just saying that he should minimize how much he stands with them. And I think he has a great chance of getting, if he gets that fight to the ground, he's got a great chance of beating him. 100%. His jujitsu is fucking legit, legit. He just doesn't use it. We don't see him use it. And I don't understand why. He poses a huge threat to guys on the ground. <clears throat> He's real good on the ground. Um, so if he beats Blackowitz, that puts him right there in the mix. I think he beats Dominic Reyes easily. Him and Anthony Smith would make for a good fight. The guy that I most fear, I fear the most with him is there's two guys. There's Santos and and, and Gus. The top three guys. The top three guys I, I fear for him. John Jones, Gus, and Santos. Santos got big power. I think Luke needs a fight or two to, you know, to get his confidence back. Which makes your, which generally sometimes makes your chin a little bit better, you know. There's that, and then I think Gus just the length, the reach, the size, the 
all those things. Do I think Luke can beat Gus? Yes. It's going to be a super hard fight, though. Luke's never really had to fight someone who is as long and tall as him. Now, let's not forget about that one lone ranger all the way down at the bottom there, Mr. Johnny Walker. He's on his way up. He's on his way up, my man. He's on his way up. I'm telling you right now, that's a tough fight. Like, that's a tough fight for anyone in that top uh, tier from, from four down. I think that's a tough fight. Johnny Walker's explosive, fast. He's 6'6", I believe. You look up Johnny Walker, I think he's 6'6". He's 6'6", poses a threat. I'd love to see him and Gus fight. The size, the length, the reach, all those things together. Yep, 6'6", 205, big guy, very athletic, young, just fucking just pissing vinegar, baby. Just ready to go. I mean, to me, that's the fight. That The fight, Gus and Johnny Walker is the fight to make. I mean, you could maybe throw him somewhere in the middle there with maybe Ozemir or Dom, I would say maybe even Dominic Reyes. I think him and Dominic Reyes to put to catapult him up into the five seed, you know, and and put uh, Johnny Walker and Reyes together, or D Johnny Walker and Al and Anthony Smith. That fight happening. <clears throat> Gus gonna have to get a fight though here soon. So, but to me that this fight it puts him in the top top five echelon. Then we'll see how the Santos thing plays out. I'd like to see him maybe fight Anthony Smith after that or Gus. And that puts him in the next title shot after that if he gets a win there. Two wins in a row and then John Jones. I'd like to see that. We'll see. What else? Uh, so Dana's basically saying that uh, Usman and Covington is a is a go. Yes. But there's no official date, obviously. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about... <clears throat> Colby getting in before Tyron getting the rematch or um, uh, who just knocked out Darren Till Masvidal was kind of like talk, being talked about in there yeah like let's look up <clears throat> here we are Colby Covington deserves a title shot he was the interim champ never got the title shot go back to the rankings oh sorry yeah go ahead. Colby Covington deserves it as far as the Tyron Woodley thing look I've never been in favor of automatic rematches for champions that lost it and lost it convincingly. Almost every time, they end up losing it again. I think that Usman's going to walk through Colby Covington, and then Colby's going to end up having to fight probably Tyrone after that. You know, So he may end up with two losses in a row. <clears throat> the guy that I think is going to give Usman the most fits is going to be Ben Askren. He's the only guy that I think in that top echelon of guys that's going to beat him. That's it. So how do you think a division plays out now between from Ben up? So we know that uh, well, Dosanos and Kevin Lee are, is a goal, right? Yeah. So Kevin Lee's officially went oh, okay, yeah. So he's officially went up. But I mean, like, he's got to beat Dosanos. I don't know if he's going to do it. He can take him down the first, you know, first round, round and a half, maybe two rounds. But we've seen with Kevin Lee, he gets tired. And I like Kevin Lee. I love watching him fight. I'm a huge fan. Like, I enjoy every time he fights, you know you're going to get a fucking great fight. Dude, his fucking fight with Barboza was fucking insane. I mean, his I mean, like he his fight with um, Tony Ferguson, I thought was great. I thought he fought a great fight up until he gassed out in the second. You know? I mean, like, he, started getting, he starts getting tired. He fights with so much explosive. People were saying that it's the weight cut. It possibly is. He also had he, to staff that one. He had staffed that one, but that didn't change... When he fought Barboza, he got kicked in the head, but he was gassing out by the time he got kicked in the head. So he was already kind of getting tired and slowing down. His pace is not the same as the fight goes on. Main event status for him is not a good thing. That's the thing. Five-round fights for him, he slows down so much in the fourth and fifth round, the championship rounds. By the end of the by the midway through the third, he's he's pretty gassed. You know, so I don't know what they need to do in some sort of their preparation for training. And what he needs to do to get his conditioning and cardio on track. But they got to figure something out with him. I mean, I think I feel like a lot of the guys in Vegas, <clears throat> they're responsible for running their own conditioning and their own. Like, they sure, they go and train with some of the other guys and go and run, but they don't actually have like a strength and conditioning coach that runs them. And I mean, maybe they do, but not someone that actually takes them to the track and puts them on the track and, and runs them. I've seen guys do, when I've been over there and done workouts at different gyms there. And I won't name the gyms, you know, because I don't want to throw anyone under. But it's like their conditioning workouts is like they're good, but they're not great. I mean, I'm like, this is what you guys do for your fights. This is crazy. Like, there's no way I wouldn't feel like I would be prepared. I mean, I'm at the like when I was. And I'm not saying me, but I'm not just me. But there's other guys that I train with. Oh, we're at the track a lot. 
I'm at the track running, you know, 400 and 880 long sprints, like two laps around the track sprints. You know, sure, our rest time's a little bit longer, you know, a minute and a half, you know, a minute to a minute and a half for rest on an on a 800 and, you know, and on full lap sprints, a minute. But then as we get closer to the fight, it starts dialing down to almost just 50, uh, 25 seconds, 30 seconds. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like... <clears throat> You got to make an adjustment with with Kevin with Kevin Lee with his conditioning. Other than that, there's no doubt whether he has all the intangibles. He's got the speed, the power, the wrestling. The you know he's got good kickboxing, good boxing. I mean, like he's good. I think he's good. He's got the submission threat. We saw that with uh, Kiesa. He's got it. He's got it all. You know. So scroll back down to the Usman thing. <clears throat> I mean, the, the the Lone Ranger in there in that whole ordeal is Stephen Thompson. What do you do with that guy? He's fought twice for the title and lost. You know, you could have him try to fight Usman. He I mean, next week though, huh? He yeah, he fights Pettis next, this yeah. weekend. This weekend coming up. So, but he's fighting Pettis, so a fifty-five pounder. He should he should beat Pettis, but Pettis poses a threat. I don't think Pettis would take that fight unless he felt confident he could beat him. Like, is in terms of I'm a better kickboxer than him. I can get I can get around that karate style guy, and I think the way that they do that is maybe leg kicks. That's the only thing because because you got to remember. Rick Rufus, Duke Rufus's brother, who trains Duke. Duke Rufus is the one that trains uh, Anthony Pettis. Rick Rufus is like one of the best above the waist kickboxers, which is pretty much what pretty much what uh, Stephen Thompson is. More of that karate style kickboxing, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of that side kick, spinning back kicks, you know, flashy kicks to the head, things like that. Boxing is not all that good. I mean, I would imagine Duke knows exactly how to beat those kind of guys. Given the, his his brother's experience of being one of the best above the waist kickboxers to ever walk the face of the earth, so that being said, I think they have a pretty good game plan. I'm excited to see that fight and see what the results are because I think they think they can beat Stephen Thompson. So you have Kevin Lee and Dos Santos. Mazadal's right up in that mix, but the only other guy for Mazadal to fight would be Colby Covington and C. Wood. That's it. There's nobody else up there that's not already fighting. Stephen Thompson Pettis is already fighting. Colby Covington fighting for the title, and Ma- and Rafael dos Santos is fighting Kevin Lee. You have Tyrone Woodley and Mazadal. That's all you have, and I believe they're from the same camp from American Top Team. Mm. So now what do you do? You already beat Darren Till. Ben Askren is waiting in line. Yeah, American Top Team. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know what you do with him for right now. Let him sit and see what happens. If Kobe loses, well, I mean, there'll be some time. Masvidal, right? that, huh? That's got to happen. Leon Edwards and Masvidal. Ooh yeah, but Leon didn't. Leon jumped one spot. That's yeah. it. He jumped. He jumped one spot. You have Masvidal and Robbie Lawler puts you right in that mix. Like, hey, if I beat Robbie, if Masvidal beats, that'd be a great fucking fight. By the way, Masvidal and Robbie Lawler. Yeah. But I mean, Robbie Lawler's fucking nasty. You could change. You would change George Masvidal's career if you got knocked out by that, or if you knocked out, or if you knocked out Lawler. Because I don't think Masvidal could take him down. I I always say that Masvidal's wrestling is very underrated. I just, Robbie Lawler has some fucking phenomenal hips, like wrestling wise. He's one of the. We saw it with Ben Askren, like one of the fucking sickest guys when it comes to defending takedowns. He's been that way ever since I can remember. Fast twitch, explosive muscle. What that guy has, man, it's insane. I mean, but really, with a win over Darren Till the way it is, Mazadal is really, should only really be looking for big money fights. And the, what I mean by big money fights is big name fights. And the only guy that's really on there with big name fights is Robbie Lawler and Ben Askren. He does not want any part of Ben Askren because Ben Askren will just take him down. Robbie can. I mean, I think George can keep getting up, but it's not going to help. It's not going to help him that much. You know, I the fight with Leon Edwards, sure, it can happen, but you're helping Leon more than you're helping yourself. Even if you beat him, what are you going to do? You're not going to move up one spot unless Rafael loses to Kevin Lee. Then you got to fight Kevin Lee. I, I really think that he should wait, play it out, and see exactly what happens with the Colby Covington and um, and Usman fight. Maybe try to fight the winner of, of the loser of that. That would be the only thing. I'm not a. I, I'm against automatic rematches as far as it with T Wood, only because I believe it's like the percentage is like eighty percent of the time they lose that, they lose that eighty percent of the time they lose the automatic rematch. We saw it with Joanna and Jacek. We saw it with you know we've seen it with other guys. Almost if, when they get an automatic rematch after losing, especially in a dominant performance, they never win the second fight. 
just the confidence isn't there. The confidence not being there, the the strategy and the game plan, it can't change that much. How are you going to change the strategy and game plan in, in four months? Yeah. You, your fighting style is going to be the same. It's not like you reinvented yourself. Yeah. You know? So the one thing I will say is this. <clears throat> Let me talk about Ben Askren for a second because I want to go off on this little tangent about him. Ben Askren to me right now has saved the UFC. Ben Askren to me right now is what's keeping the eyes and the attention on the UFC. It was stagnant. There was nothing going on. Everyone was talking negative. Everyone was being extremely negative. I was one of them. Talking about just the John Jones thing. I mean, now you have the TJ Dillashaw thing. But like the 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 Conor McGregor getting arrested and not just getting arrested, but then not fighting. The Khabib thing, jumping in the crowd. They've got all these things that are all just negative news. Ben Askren is that shining light, which is so fucking hilarious that it's Ben Askren. He's the shining light. He's on social media, interacting with fighters, interacting with people, fans, all these things. He's talking shit to Dana, but also, too, like, being funny about it. I mean, he, like, posts videos of Dana. Dana was doing an interview with someone. He's like, yeah, you've got, like, six months until that fight. And then he skips the month of November or something like that, as he's trying to say. September, October, December. See, six months. Ben obviously retweets it and says, isn't that fucking funny? He's like, for some reason, I find this really funny that... You know, Dana White doesn't know the months, but it's, but you know what I mean? Like he is, he has been the shining light of the organization right now. He's been somebody I feel that is, um, he's bringing good attention in a funny way. And he's, I don't think he has a bad bone in his body. He's just having fun with this, you know? Um, I, I, I really feel like he's been the one thing that's kept, that's keeping the UFC in the positive light and the fun and 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 the energy of all this stuff going on. I think it's great, man. I I really, I was the I was the negative Nancy beforehand when he came and I said, hey, you guys, when you guys watch him fight, you guys will understand why the other two comp the other two companies he fought for organizations he fought for let him go. Is because he he's not a ticket seller. But the thing is though, he's boring. He's not a ticket seller, but. This, he does this really well because now he's dealing with the guys at the UFC and the UFC guys, they're all, they're, these are the guys that they enjoy the social media stuff. The guys that won, they're from China, they're from Singapore, they're from Kuala Lumpur, they're from Thailand. I I don't even, I don't even know if they are on social media. You know what I mean? Like those, the, the fighters that fight for them. Sure, they maybe do, but I don't know if they have a big following. I don't know if there are a lot of them are, are big this is not something I think also too with the language barrier this is not something that Ben could get away with those guys but Josh don't forget as well that his first fight in the UFC not only was it a, an amazing survival by him but he it was a very controversial finish so you, you know you say watch his fighting style and you'll know why people don't want to watch him but outside of his social media stuff that fight was freaking one of the best fights on the card as far as entertainment value but here's the thing. It has to do with his opponents. Robbie Lawler makes almost every one of his fights always that way. That's first. Second is, you're saying that he took some big shots and it was a survival fight. Go back and watch a lot of his fights. He survives almost all of his fights and gets a takedown and will and grinds you out and beats you. That's like all of his fights. He takes huge shots in the beginning of the fight. Then he just keeps doing what he's doing, keeps doing what he's doing. And guess what? By, by halfway through the first round, you're so gassed of him trying to wrestle you that you just can't stop his takedowns anymore. And he gets on top of you and just does some work, passes your guard, at least he's mounts you. What's that? I said at least he's doing all of that fast. He's not doing it for five rounds, right, in most fights? No, he was the champion in most of his fights, so he was five rounds. But I'm saying he's finishing these fights in the first or second? So it's not like we're wait, we've got five wait. rounds of Kamaru Usman and Tyron Woodley style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But you have to also look where, who his competition was. One at one championship, one championship, one. Cha it's first, second rounds, first, second rounds. You know, you get down to the Bellator fights. They start going four rounds, three rounds, five rounds, five rounds, three rounds. Okay, like you start getting better competition. I'm not. I'm not trying to knock one. I'm just saying that the level of the guys that they have that are bigger, because. Basically, one, it was a lot of smaller guys. That's why the trade with him and Demetrius Johnson were very, was a very good trade for them. They have a lot of really good guys that are small, and it was a perfect trade for them. 
Ben Askren and UFC trade, I think to me is what is what's helping save the UFC and bring the positive light, not just the positive light, but making it fun again. He's bringing something to that division that it needed. Not just that division, but to the organization. He's talking shit to Khabib, saying like, hey, this fight needs to happen at 165. Let's go. He's he's making a stand like, hey, let's get this shit going. Give me a shot against Khabib. I want to show that I'm the best wrestler that this company's ever had. And undefeated. And undefeated. I mean, you have a 19-0 guy versus a 27-0 guy. I don't understand what they're waiting on. You get another title in there as well. Match that fight. There's no If he's saying he can make 165, which I think he would, and I think Khabib would love to fight that fight at 165. He wouldn't have to cut weight. I mean, he would, but he'd have to cut weight. But let's not, I mean, let's not get ahead of myself here, Josh. He's still have to cut quite a bit of weight. But that would be a great fight. I'd love to see that fight. Yeah, the two of them, what a fight, man. Someone's O must go, baby. And those are the fights that live in history. Those are the fights that, man, and, and realistically, I got to tell you this. If Khabib was to win that fight, automatically, to me, he's the GOAT. And I'm not saying that because he's my teammate, but I'm saying, dude, you're 28-0, and you beat another guy who is that good of a wrestler, 19-0. I mean, like, how often do you have a 19-0 guy versus a 27-0 guy for yeah for a title, for the first title ever at 165? It, it's a no-brainer to me. How huge would that fight be? How huge? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't understand what they're waiting on. I mean, I know they... I, I, and you've got so many other guys like Kevin Lee would be there. Donald Cerrone would be there. Dos Anjos would be there. All those guys would be in that weight class, 170 to go to 175. Usman has a hard time making the weight. He's a big guy. He's big. I've I've watched him train, been around him. Like he's he's a big big guy. Let's just say Ben got one more title, uh, one more fight in at 170 though, and then but who's uh, go go back to the rankings? Colby beats Usman, and then Ben and and Colby fight. I don't I don't think they're gonna give him a title shot. They're gonna either make him run it back with Robbie Lawler. Or, or yeah, they're they're Dana's pretty adamant about yeah. that fight being run back. Know. You know, I mean, the only other fight that I could potentially see them trying to do would be Ben and uh, T Wood, but they're teammates and they would never do it. They're friends, like coaches, like that kind of like coach and student kind of thing. It's just not going to happen. That'd be the only fight that I could see them making. I could see them making with the Colby Covington fight also, and and him after Colby loses. But I, he, Dana's pretty adamant about the Robbie Lawler, and I'm okay with that. I honestly am okay with it. They're looking to, they're looking for a way to beat him to prove that Juan and Bellator didn't have a good fighter the whole time, and they were just at, they just didn't want to sign him because they were being stubborn. They did, they were, they're tr- still the mentality. Yes, yes, their their mentality. That's every. The, I'm not just before we're just so we're making this clear. That's not just the UFC's mentality. If you are a fighter coming from another organization, they are trying to get you beat. Do you think They're, that's the case with Rory and Gegard and John Fitch and Bellator? Um, I thought I thought it was a little bit. Like, you think about it. Like, Rory's first fight is Paul Daly. I mean, that was a pretty tough fight for your first fight. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I actually was like, hey, you know, I'm coming off a loss. Obviously not happy with that performance. I would like to try to get a win. Let's, you know, let's, uh, let's, that was it. But even like, do you think that that I mean that just seems very like much of, of what Scott's not about though? It's from what you tell, from everything you kind of say. Yeah, I mean, like Paul Daly was. I mean, here's the thing: Rory has been known to to not to throw the game plan out the door and stand and try and trade. Look at the look at the Robbie Lawler fight. Had he fought that way, I think it would have been a it would have been a rough night for him. He didn't fight that way. He fought very smart. Punch, punch, right to the single leg, dumped him down, dominated on the ground. Great performance. He fought a very smart fight. But that was never the problem. Roy's always had the talent. There was never the issue. Sometimes Roy just doesn't fight a smart fight. He fought it against Carlos Conda. I believe it was his first fight in the UFC. Dominating performance the whole time. Gassed out at the very end. I think he lost with like 10 seconds left in the fight. But he had won the... He had won the first two rounds dominantly against Carlos Condit. Dominantly. And so to go back and watch that fight, it was a while back. There you go. His very first fight, I believe. No, it wasn't his first fight. He had he had one fight before that. Yeah, seven seconds left in the third round. But he had won the first two rounds. And even some of the third round, he was he had won. I would say it was like a 50-50. But he lost the last two minutes of that third round. And he couldn't get up off the bottom, up off his feet. Had he won, he would have won that fight. That would have changed his whole career at that point. 
That went over Carlos Condit. Young, look at him. Look at his face. Go back. Look at his face. What a baby, man. <laughs> what a baby, right? Just crazy. But the whole fight, though, he was he dominated the whole fight. You could just tell he gassed out. Got tired. And he took some huge shots. I thought it was an early stoppage. I thought he had I mean, he took some big shots at that last like minute. He took some big shots. But I thought, I thought honestly, as the ref, like he wasn't, he wasn't about to I mean, I guess he wasn't about to die. But it's like, I don't know, seven seconds, man. Jeez. But I mean, his fight, and then who else? I mean, who else? There was other guys that have come over, like Phil Day. I mean, like Bellator. I think has a little bit more of an open mind to the whole ordeal. And I'm not saying that because I I work for them, and and Scott and Scott is my you know has was my promoter at, for most of my career. But, um, you know, I think these other organizations try to get your guys beat. So, I mean, UFC is for sure that way. Um, you know. I, I don't know, man. I, it's. I think they're trying to. Obviously, you want to get Ben beat. Like the same thing happened with Jake Shields when Jake Shields came over from Strike Force to, uh, to the UFC. They tried to get him beat. You know, he got beat by Jake. He got beat by GSP, and then after that, I was like, try to get him beat again. It was like one of those. It was a, a a rolling effect of just we want to get him, get him in, get him out, let everyone know that our guys are better. Give me a company man and stick around. That's cool, but you're pretty much. You're not going to be one of the top guys anymore. You came from another company. We didn't build you from the beginning. You saw that with Matt Hughes. You saw it with Chuck Liddell. You saw it with uh, some of the other guys. When they had built you from the beginning, Frank, Frank, um, Rich Franklin, Frank Mir, they built you from the beginning. They keep you around as long as they can because they built you from when you were young. They want to continue to make you a star. They invested the money in you from the very beginning as long as you keep kind of sticking you know what about dc to be a company and man dominic cruz they didn't come from you yeah either. but there's no way of there's no, they came from the dominic cruz came from the wc but that was owned by the ufc at the at latter end of it so ben you know with uh pettis and benson and they never liked benson for some reason when you don't i can i can speak from experience when the U, when dana or the ufc does not like you you got to get out don't waste your career hanging out there okay Hundred percent. Don't waste your career hanging out there. So you think Woodley should get it? I think he should. Hundred percent. I think he should. And no, I mean, if um, I would maybe try to run, maybe try to get back to that title one more time, because like I said, the money discrepancy between being the champion and not being the champion is a lot, huge. Make that money. That's what I would do. <coughs> wow. But like I said, Ben Askren is the shining light, and I think the trade between UFC. And 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 one FC or one one fighting potentially is one of the best trades. It, it's obviously the best trade because the only trade, but I think it's the best thing that could have been that could have happened for the UFC and for one, but especially for the UFC. They needed him, the way he is on social media, the way he is fight time. The that fight he had with with Robbie, even though Robbie was the guy that made the fight truly happen the way it did. That fight right there, I think. It just catapulted Ben into bigger star to being a bigger star, but also gave him more of a gave him more of a talk. gave him more of a platform to talk on and speak. Like I mean, he's got to win over Robbie, no matter how you cut it. No matter how you cut, it, he's got to win over Robbie. And I think um, he's definitely been he's definitely brought something to the UFC that they needed right now. They needed something like this, and they needed him. And I think that it was a great trade. Um, for the UFC to have Ben Askren jump on board. That it? No. I have another question for you. Yeah. So, Conor McGregor said that how many UFC are in talks to uh, basically negotiating a fight right now. But Donald Cerrone and Ali Quinta has been announced. So yeah. it's not Donald Cerrone. So who could it be? <sighs> He's adamant this, this could be rematches happening. So is that is that the fight? I don't know. I I I can find out. <laughs> I can find out. I can find out. Um, I mean, because <clears throat> you know he's not fighting anyone below Dustin Poirier, right? And Dustin Poirier is like he's fighting. Who's he fighting again? Max Holloway for the featherweight interim. Tony Ferguson. I know Dana came out and yeah. said that he's like, hey, Tony shouldn't be fighting until they get this whole thing figured out. We'll find out. I mean, I would imagine they're probably doing, you know, CAT scans. Um, 
EKGs and and all these things on him right now to find out exactly how he is. And, uh, you know, given that I fought Tony, I wish him the very best. I hope he gets things figured out. I hope his family and his his wife and his um, kids or a kid is able to get back with him as soon as possible. Um, no, I, look, these are all things. I know Sammy was talking about CTE, and I don't want to jump the gun. There's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that goes into being an athlete and being a fighter, trying to be the best. And he's been the, he's been one of the best for the long for a long time, and he just has never gotten the credit that he deserves. And I feel that Tony, um, that could that could potentially end up driving you to to do crazy things. I'm not saying he is crazy. I'm just saying that it could end up driving you to 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 be upset and frustrated with the scenario and situation that's provided around. If the like I said before, if the company doesn't like you, you need to get out because. I, I'm not saying that they don't like him. I'm just saying they haven't treated him like he has been the number one guy for the longest time. They've never treated him like that. First it was Connor, you know, and after Connor, and then it, now it's Khabib. Like he's never been really in that mix. He's been in that mix, but he hasn't been the guy. You know what I mean? And they've never treated him like the guy. And so I can see maybe maybe something along these lines is the frustration is setting in. Is like he feels like he keeps grinding, keeps working. He's always working. He's getting back as fast as he can from debilitating like knee surgery. All those things that are involved with that, and he's done and put in the work. And it's frustrating for him, I would imagine. It could start causing him to kind of lose his head, lose his mind, lose his focus, lose. And he doesn't want to do that because he wants that real belt. He want at least wants to have a shot at that real belt, and he's never had that shot. And that the end, the end game, there's a lot of pressure that goes into being a pro athlete that the normal people on the outside, like people like producer Dave, that will just never understand, you know, <laughs> guys that sit at home and just, you know, watch WWE and wish they could be them. And it's not, it's just, it's hard, man. And I'm not saying that I'm simply saying, as I should say, I'm simply saying that I don't want to be too quick to judge, but there's a lot of things that go on with him not getting the the right recognition he deserves as well as um missing this opportunity to to fight for the real title as well as tearing his knee and maybe it's not healthy maybe there's stress in his mind going through that like hey even his knee is not fully healthy again and even if he was to fight Khabib in two or three months he would have he'd have to fight he would have to fight Khabib at 70% instead of at the 100% he was going to fight him at the first time he was supposed to fight him you know there's a lot of things that go through his mind, I bet. And and I just want to wish him the very best. Tony is um, tough as fuck. Great fighter. Obviously puts in the work. Um, hope he gets everything figured out. And uh, I am truly, truly am a big fan of his. I enjoy watching him fight, um, except the fight where he fought me. <laughs> but I enjoy watching him. I enjoy... I enjoy everything about what he does and who he is. And, you know, um, he definitely is a little different. Definitely, definitely comes across a little strange as far as in the uh, in the media spotlight. But that's not who they are, how, who these people are. You know, I mean, <clears throat> who Conor McGregor is, like, in front of the cameras. It's not, you talk to every fighter. That's not the same Conor McGregor you see in the back locker room shaking hands and saying hi to, you know, the champs and, you know, and showing respect to all the employees at the UFC. Like, I have never heard one negative thing about Conor McGregor. From from any of the fighters or any of the uh, from any of the staff that works for the UFC, so the things that you see on TV, the things you see in interviews, that's not really who he is. It's a shtick. It's no different than the Chael Sonnen, Chael P. Sonnen. Like that's the same thing with him. Okay, so Tony maybe he has a shtick, maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's really him. Who cares? The most important thing is that he gets back with his family, gets his. Gets his kids back. He gets his uh, family back together. That's the most important thing. And uh, I wish him the very best. So Connor v, v Nate. Is that an option? I think Connor and Nate is an option. Connor said it today on TMZ. He owes it to Nate. <clears throat> well, I think... Well, here's, here's the thing. Dana came out the other day and said, Hey, <clears throat> we need Nick and Nate to fight. Yeah, We yeah. want them to fight. Well, this is the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the one that Nate's been waiting for. Well, here it is. Yep. You know, hopefully Nate's ready for it. Nate had a full camp the second time, didn't perform as well as he did the first time. So we'll see. <clears throat> I think that Nate, I think that Connor's been fight. I think Connor's been working a lot on his wrestling, been working a lot on his takedown defense. <clears throat> 
but he's not going to need that. He needs to work on his conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needs to work on. He needs to work on someone who, after you hit him, he's going to still be standing there, you know, and keep walking forward. <clears throat> yep. You know, so those are the things you got. You should be expecting. I mean, I I think I think that fight's gonna have to hurry up and happen. I think the this the UFC needs this. They they yeah they they need they need this. They need this organization. They they need Connor to fight. They need Nate and Nick back. They need these things to happen, man. Because realistically, you know, John even though John sells tickets and does and but he's fighting honestly, he's not fighting top guys. He's wiped out the division. The, and the division's not that, honestly, I've said this I don't know how many times. From 185 and 205, they're not stacked divisions. They're not. I'll go through 185. Yoel Romero's tough as fuck. Uh, Jacare is obviously tough. Kelvin Gastelum, Israel Adesanya, Chris Weidman. But you get past that. Paulo Acosta, Paulo Acosta just, I believe he just tested positive. Derek Brunson is tough, but he's coming off some losses. Like Tavares, I mean, when you get pat, when you get to six, six past that, it starts getting a little, a little dicey in there. Okay, I like Brad Tavares, tough, good stand up, good, decent wrestling takedowns. David Branch, just so so, you know, former World Series fighting champion. But you start getting in that lower echelon. Anderson Silva's at fifteen now, but I mean, he's forty two years old or forty one years old. There's nothing there, man. There's that, that those weight classes are they're they're soft. What I mean by soft is they're just not stacked, man. They're not like the look. You go through the the seventy pound weight class. You go through the fifty five pound weight class. Damn, son, you're talking stone cold killers. Those guys are animals. All of them. T. Wood, Colby Covington, Stephen Thompson, Dosanos, Mazadal. I mean, Darren Till, Ben Askren, undefeated, nineteen and oh. I don't even gotta say anything about it. Robbie Lawler is number nine. What the fuck? Robbie Lawler is number nine. Where? How did that happen? Tony, you know, Khabib, Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Alec Quinta, Kevin Lee, Edson Barboza, nasty, Justin Gaethje, just nasty, Anthony Pettis, former champion, Donald Cerrone, been fighting for 50 years, still doing it. Like, come on, man. These guys are all just stone-cold killers. Nate, Nate Diaz is down there at 13 only because he hasn't fought so long. Charles Oliveira. I think he's back. Is he at 55 or is he down at back down at 45? I think he's back down at 45, I think. Could be wrong, though. I mean, look. This, the, the weight classes are stacked, man. Stacked. Crazy. Anyways, 55? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's Punk's opinion. I'm giving you my two cents, giving you my Punk's opinion, and I'm um, weighing in. As we like. I'm giving you the weigh-in. I'm weighing in on this, and... Uh, let me know. Let me know in the comments section. Also, hit the notification buttons on YouTube. That'll let you guys know. Uh, do you have a notification button on uh, iTunes? No. No. On YouTube, hit the notification. And also, the biggest thing, hit the little thumbs up. Let us know you like the video. That will also refer our videos to other people that are into into MMA, which will help grow our our show, so we can start getting this thing off the off the ground, man. So uh, be going strong. I think now for about three years, trying to build it up a little bit more and get it going. And uh, this is fun, man. I enjoy doing this. So I want to try and uh, start doing, be able to steal producer day from his real job and get him here full time. We can drop videos all day, every day, and we'll start doing as much as we can. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Follow me on IG at the Real Punk on Twitter at the Real Punk, as well as our podcast Sammy and the Punk on YouTube, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all the spots. Hit us up. Hit the subscribe button, please. There. Hit the uh, notification button bell so you get you get notified of all of our new releases that come out like this one thank you